If you're driving, please remember to use your car's Bluetooth speaker while listening to the AM Drive. Sports talk is not worth your safety or the safety of others. Thank you. Happy Tuesday! To everyone in the sports universe, it is December the 28th, 2021. This is the AM Drive on 12 on Sports. We are live. For Aaron Crouch, I am Michael Carvelis. Aaron, how's the weather in Vegas? Uh, it's cold. I played uh, golf yesterday, and it was cold and windy. And we didn't finish the last three holes because it was just too unbearable. Oh. But um, it's probably colder than here than it is uh, where you're at right now. I'd be willing to probably make a bet. No, nah, well, you're not going to get the bet from me, pal. I've already what is, watched it? A... what is it right over there? It's like 65 or 70, but the, it was kind of gloomy outside. 39 <laughs> degrees right Lucky. now. Uh, but it says sunny, so there's some uh, shred of optimism there. But we have a chance of snow here at the middle of the week, so yikes. Well, you and Seattle both, huh? Yeah, I mean, I know we talked about that yesterday, but wasn't that crazy to see? I thought... Th I thought for sure the game was in Chicago. <laughs> that, to me, like, and it was a lot of snow, too. Yeah, it wasn't anything that was just little flurries. It They had to clear the they had to clear the field for a little bit. That's awesome. This show is presented by Pick'em Wars. Make picks against the spread every week to win real cash prizes. It's 100% free to play, which makes it that much better. Compete against friends and us here at the AM Drive, the ultimate bragging rights. Go to www.pickemwars.com slash fly to support the show. That's pickemwars.com slash F-L-Y. We are flying on the AM Drive. Jeff Beck coming up in the third segment to talk AFC North football and college football playoff. But first, let's talk some NFL from last night. Monday night football, Aaron. The Dolphins. I mean, I just... Brian Flores. I mean, I don't know how you give a seven-loss coach a coach of the year, but... He's certainly making the case. They're now eight and seven. Yeah, I mean, you remember when they were one and seven? It's incredible. Like, if they can find a way, and as it stands right now, if the season ended, this is your seventh seed in the wow. AFC. Isn't that something to just you're kind of you're kind of awestruck by it? I mean, a lot of these guys could have gave given up. We talked about moving on from Tua, and I know that he's not obviously you know you know everything about this team, but. You're talking about moving on from Tua. Brian Flores replace, you know, replacing Brian Flores. I called for his head. What's that? Yes, you did. Yes, absolutely, you did. And I mean, it wasn't without some merit to it. I mean, let's let's be honest. I mean, you're you're one in seven. This team was had expectations to it, and uh, you know they've they've come back. They've won what seven in a row, and it's 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 a sight to behold. They beat they beat up on New Orleans. Now, granted, it was Ian Book's first start ever, and it didn't go very well. What do you have, four or five picks? And uh, it's quite unfortunate because I actually, the one one fantasy matchup I lost in the semifinals, the guy I was playing Miami's defense, and I had I had a 16-point lead, I think. And oh, wow. they had, what, four or five picks along with a touchdown. So thanks, Ian. Appreciate you, buddy. I told you guys he's not a good quarterback. I've said that actually for a while now. 
Well, um, let's let's pump the brakes on that. It's one game. It's Monday Night I Football. Mean, I mean, let's let's it, let's let's give them you know a training camp or something. Let's. I, I I don't I don't love Ian Book either, but let's not just let's just not mag, you know throw him to the trash heap after one game that he was thrown into because of a COVID outbreak. That's a fair point too. Give him a training camp, and if he does again, screw Ian Book. You're gonna give but, him one uh, more game, Jeez. right? No, there's the training camp and then the, the game. In the one game, yeah. <laughs> so, um, Aaron, with the Dolphins right now, you're looking at eight and seven. If they finish ten and seven and make the play, I mean, who was the final two games? I, I haven't checked that yet, but if they're ten and seven, make the playoffs. I mean, how big of a turnaround is this? Like the biggest turnaround in NFL history? I've never seen a one and seven team go crazy like this in my life. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so either. I, I mean, I remember the. A few years ago, before Mahomes, Alex Smith, I think the team was like, you know, the Chiefs were like two and six or two and eight or something like that. Or actually, no, I think it was one and six, something like that. And they ended up rattling off the rest of the season. I don't have the information in front of me, but they, I believe they were like one and six to start the season. And they, and they rattled off like 10 straight wins or nine straight wins, whatever it was. I think they finished, they made the playoffs, but uh, the Dolphins have left the Titans on the road and the Patriots at home. So if they are going to go ten and seven, it is not going to be an easy hill to climb. So Patriots Dolphins sure. Week eighteen for the playoffs, huh? It could be, yeah, absolutely. Oh. It's totally possible. It could be Week eighteen to get into the playoffs. I mean, look at the situation here. I mean, what if New England loses to? Uh, let's see, who do they play next week? New England plays the Jaguars next week. Just God forbid, somehow <laughs> they lose to the Jags. And you're set, and you know they beat. And Miami beats. Uh, Miami beats the the Titans. I mean, you're looking at potentially maybe knocking New England out of the playoffs. The guy who's the favorite, who's the favorite for Coach of the Year, at least he was. All right. But yeah, as far as if they can make the playoffs, I think it's a. I mean, I think it's a no brainer that's Brian Flores for Coach of the Year. But at the same time, you can argue, well, Brian Flores let his team go one and seven as well. <laughs> well, that's the thing that like it's a fine line to walk there. Well, let's just say they're both fighting for a playoff spot um, and Brian Flores completely turns it around and Patriots have to fight for that life for that lifeline. Do we give it to Matt LaFleur for dealing with Aaron Rodgers? I mean, you have Aaron Rodgers for crying in the sink. Or do we give it to the winner of that game in Week 18? Did you just say for crying in the sink? Yeah, man. I've never heard that before. <laughs> My bad. No, it's uh, – I thought you tried to merge two nah. cliche phrases. Um yeah, as far as coach of the year, I mean, like, I, I, the jury is really still out on it. I mean, like, you could argue now, uh, you know, if the Titans win the South, is Vrabel coach of the year? You know, that's that's close. You know, without Derrick Henry, is, De- is Vrabel is Frank Reich? They started what? Didn't they start like two and five or something like that? Oh, if we rattle off the wins against the good teams and still make, I mean, that's yeah, I agree. Frank Reich is definitely up there as well for my lovable. I'm petting the horse up here. I mean, there's Mike McCarthy as well. You know, there's there's talk for all these, you know, all these coaches. Um, it, 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 a lot of a people lot are going to get a lot of people are going to get play these last two weeks. Might actually decide a coach of the year. And, but if it is if it is Brian Flores in terms of going ten and seven after starting one and seven, I think you almost have to give it to him. Yeah, because like especially with recency bias being such a thing now. I mean, how could you give it to anybody else? I mean, yeah, well, like you said, also I think one and seven should matter. But anyways, I mean. Nine wins in a row should definitely matter as well. Yeah, or any any coach that comes out of that AFC North. <laughs> oh, 
after all the COVID, if the Mike injuries. If Mike Tomlin can do it, now that'll be interesting. If Mike Tomlin can do it, right now they currently sit at seven, seven, and one with a negative seventy point dif- scoring differential. Or Zach Taylor, I mean, he's if Bengals win that division, who, who I don't think anybody saw that coming. No, I, I think a lot of people off the Burrow injury still thought they were kind of a year away. So yeah, you're right. All right. All right. Well, well, I love NFL, especially when it gets to this time. We're just doing scenarios. It's only going to play out in a couple of weeks, but we're going to do it anyways. Yeah, well, I want to try to make it work in my head and see if I'm right. <laughs> Fair enough. Speaking of being right, a bonanza is a situation or event that creates a sudden increase in wealth, good fortune, or profits. Aaron, yesterday we got to see um, Western Michigan. I'm, I'm so glad I flipped that pick because our six foot nine quarterback was not very good. Um, nice story. Apparently, he plays basketball and baseball as well. Mm-hmm. That was kind of cool for Nevada, but Nevada, Nevada. So Nevada did not cover. So we both move on and that makes you 12 and four. I am now 11 and five at the end of the show. You have five games. We're going to rapid fire pick. And I'm so excited to see if we are different this time. We, we have to be different this time. You can't change your picks. So you got lucky with the, the Nevada game yesterday. Oh, so. I got, okay. Okay. Yeah, because they got destroyed. What was it, fifty-two to twenty or something like that? Fifty-two twenty-four, I think. Yeah, oh. they got they got destroyed. You got lucky. I have a a kind heart and let you change. Your oh, kind heart. Hey, they're the best players in playing. Oh, thanks, Aaron. Well, I, it's all out there. I didn't. I don't have to hold your hand if you do your research. That's disgusting. All right, guys. When we come back to the AM drive, we are going to talk. Daniel Jones and Joe Judge are back. Plus, some coaches on the hot seat that think their seat's pretty cold. And also, NFL, NBA, NHL top fives. It's all coming up with the AM Drive on 12 Ounce Sports. You like sports? Do you like free money? You're going to be watching the game anyway. So join us at pick'emwars.com to play. Weekly NFL and NCAA contests are live right now. Play free at pick'emwars.com. This is Popple, the next generation business card. With just a tap, your Popple instantly shares your digital business card to both iPhone and Android devices. The best part? The other person doesn't need an app or a Popple to receive your info. To pop your info, tap your Popple to the top of an iPhone, the center of an Android, or just scan your in-app QR code. And just like that, all your info is saved to their phone. More connections, more leads, more sales. That's Popple. Download our free app and get your Popple today. The AM Drive with Mike and Aaron might be the best morning show ever. If you love the show, shop the merchandise for $26 hoodies, $16 shirts, even $13 mugs. High quality swag for cheap because Mike and Aaron love the fans. The best morning show the lowest price merch at amdrive.online. Aren't you the vice golf guy? Yeah. You want an autograph? Uh, yeah. Actually, I was just wondering if the balls are any good. The balls are amazing. You look like a pro plus guy. I thought you'd never ask. It's actually better than my old ball. And it's half the price. Top performing golf ball, half the price. 
It's almost stealing. Quit searching the globe and get your high-performing golf balls at vicegolf.com. Sports fans are gearing up at Fanatics.com, the world's largest collection of officially licensed fan gear. From all the leagues, teams, and players you love. Shop now and get today's special offer. Fanatics.com, officially licensed everything. All right, and welcome back to the AM Drive here on 12 Ounce Sports. And we are presented by Vice Golf. Visit MikeAndAaronDrive.com and click that Vice Golf logo to get shopping today. It's very simple. Vice Golf makes premium golf balls. They sell them over the internet, and they ship them directly to your door. The balls are as good as anything out there, but a lot less expensive. Once again, use that special link found on MikeAndAaronDrive.com, which is right above Mike's head. And get shopping today for the best ball in golf at the lowest price shipped to your door. It's Vice Golf. It is Vice Golf. All right, Aaron, I thought with this we're going to start with our NBA and NHL top five and save the best for last here. All righty. So why don't you go and go with your hockey puck top five and if it's changed and, I mean, I don't see how it has, but we'll see. Yeah, so it hasn't, but I want to just remind (laughs) everybody, I want to remind everybody the top five here that I had. Going into the shutdown last week, uh, Tampa Bay is my top team. They're the most points in the NHL as well. I know that sounds biased, but Tampa Bay, my top <laughs> team, followed closely by Toronto. The Maple Leafs are playing good ball or good hockey, and uh, let's hope they can come out of the shutdown hot as well. Carolina, <clears throat> number three spot here. Uh, another great team in the Metropolitan, that, that gunked up Metropolitan Division. If you're on top of that, you're a good team. There's no doubt about it. Vegas getting healthy at the right time, best team in the West, possibly best team in the NHL. But right now, as the point standings go, they're not quite there yet, but they've weathered a lot of storm here with injuries and COVID, et cetera. And then the Minnesota Wild, who lead the Central, another gunked-up division that if you're on top of it, you have to have a good team. So to recap, Tampa Bay, Toronto, Carolina, Vegas, and Minnesota are the NHL top five here for me on Tuesday. I dig it. For second Tuesday in a row. (laughs) How about that? (laughs) Woo! I hope the NHL can come back soon because as a Kraken fan, comes I'm, I'm back okay. tonight. Comes yeah, back tonight. I'm okay with the shutdown, but man, we, we we're ready to go. We did lose Brennan Tana for the year, though. That's kind of sucks. Ooh, that is a big loss for that Tore team. Tore ACL, I think. Yikes. Mm. You didn't hear that? No, I didn't hear about that. Mm. Yeah, he's best hitter in the NHL and got, got screwed, so that's bad. Uh, that's tongue in cheek. Okay, so. My top five and my top teams have once again shifted. It was the Warriors and it was the Suns. And you're welcome, Steph Curry fanboys. It's the Warriors at number one this time. Number two are those Phoenix Suns. Um, I just wish Chris Paul would step up. Um, I think Devin Booker, I keep saying him, he makes those contested shots in your face. But come on, dude. When push comes to shove and DeAndre Ayton has a good game, Chris Paul wasn't bad. Why did you score 13 points? But you're still the number two team in the NBA. Number three, the Utah Jazz. I love me some Spider-Man. I'm talking Spider-Mitchell, of course, Donovan Mitchell. And I think Jazz, again, a team that's been been together for a long time, and they're still getting better because of Donovan Mitchell's emergence. I cannot wait. Number four, the Cleveland Cavaliers are still up there. They're still winning games against teams that I'm surprised they're beating. I'm only scoring like 144 the other night. I know it was a COVID game, but come on, big win. Number five are my pesky Miami Heat. 
coming into the top five, I believe for the first time this year. Yeah, first time this year. Miami Heat, um, as much as I, I bagged the Lakers, Aaron, the Heat are dealing with the COVID issues and injury issues too, and they're winning. So it has to be counted for something. And for those of you asking, the Bulls and Nets are right there as well. But I give the edge to the Miami Heat. Oh, very nice. Yeah, I mean, uh, like you said, the Heat are playing uh, down a few, and it just seems like every night you don't know what the lineup's going to be. So, can, you know, that's that, that that wears down on teams. But right now they're definitely, you know, weathering the storm. So. Amen. Aaron, this is a huge week for the NFL because it's push come to shove and make your top fives now. Tell me why your top fives – just give me your top five in the NFL, pal. I'm ready for it. Week 16. All right, here we go. It's uh, an AFC team has dropped out of it, replaced oh. by an NFC team. So we're four NFC, one AFC. Same. Uh, starting with the Green Bay Packers at number one, nothing's changed there. Uh, followed by Kansas City at number two. Again, this is a legit squad right here. I mean, the, the offense doesn't have to do a lot when the defense is holding teams to minimal points. So it's 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 a scary squad if the defense is playing ball. Uh, number three is still Tampa. I, you know, I'm scared of the weapons right now, but you know, Tom Brady and company's making it work. Good win over the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Dallas comes in at number four, three and four, are almost interchangeable to me. Dallas just looked really good stomping the, the rival on, on Sunday night football. And then sneaking in is the Rams. The Rams are the new replacement in the top five as well. They're playing well. Uh, you know, obviously we both want to see Cooper cup shatter some records here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, best receiver in the league. But uh, yeah, the LA Rams slip in there at number five, but they're on a they're on a slippery slope because actually I think that New England and Buffalo are are sitting there waiting to take the throne next week from them. Maybe I don't trust Carson. Oh, I don't trust Carson Wentz, man. And that's why the Colts are not in my top five. I also have four NFC and one AFC, and it's also very similar to yours. Now, while my top five has changed a lot from last week, as people will find out, it's actually one position different from your what you just said. Okay. I got Packers at one, although they're they're skating on that. They're five weeks now, number one. But you guys blow another lead like that to a big team. I don't care if you win. Sexy points matter in the Mike AM Drive Five. It's fair. Number two, I have the Buccaneers, but number three, I got the Chiefs. The Chiefs have actually stuck up to number three now. But then I have the Cowboys and Rams as well. Mm, I would not have thought you would have Tampa Bay at number two. I feel like Antonio Brown and Keyshawn Vaughn and all them boys, they showed you they've got some – it's what I said before. I said that I don't care if Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are out. Those are great players. I get it. But Antonio Brown's a nice little rat guy. So is Keyshawn Vaughn. So is Ronald Jones. Those guys can work with Tom Brady because that's the way they play. Yeah, that's okay. fair. And they showed up. And on top of that, they got Jets and Panthers left. So oh, <laughs> they, should, they should get it done. I think Mike Evans will be back by playoff time. And they have Gronk. I mean, we forget about Gronk all the time. Yeah, poor Gronk. <laughs> I love those USA commercials, by the way. I think he's a terrible actor. Those oh, commercials he are pretty funny. He he's a terrible he's a terrible actor in those commercials, and which which is what kind of makes him funny. Oh. Hi, hi! this is Robert. <laughs> I'd like to get yeah, my membership quote. I get what they're trying to do. Like, he's a big, scared, like, stupid caveman. But, like, he can at least try to be a big, stupid caveman, not, like, obviously. This, I don't know. I, I love the commercials, though. They're yeah, fun. they're pretty good. I love the one where he's, like, he's talking to the, the one guy. He's, like, you know, he's, he's like, like, 
So He's I like, can get it is, too? <laughs> yeah, no. Come on, that's not the line. That's not the line, bro. <laughs> pretty good. They're pretty funny. He, I mean, he doesn't have to try to be a big stupid caveman. I think he. Part of me thinks he kind of is, but he's a sm- he's a rich big stupid caveman. That's right. He lives in the in the goldest of caves. That's true. Tough life. <laughs> Daniel Jones and Joe Judge are going to return, and that's of course the rumor. That's the leans. I did see that John Mira might fire Dave Gettleman. I think that's the guy that's going to go. And to be fair, I think me and you actually said that should be the guy to go if one of the three, if you had to like chop off the head of one of those guys, it would mm-hmm. have to be Dave Gettleman. Because Joe Jones has dealt with injuries, to be fair. I don't like his clock management sometimes, but Daniel Jones made improvements. And I feel like to give him another year is fair. But God dang it, man, you're on a slippery slope. Joe Judge is on a far steeper slope than is um, um, Daniel Jones, in my opinion. Well, sure. But, I mean, the, the situation is these three guys are kind of a package deal. And, I'm, uh, you know, if you do end up getting rid of Dave Gettleman, like, what? who's going to want to come in and have these two? I mean, huh? new, G, new GMs really want to come in and have their guy unless it's a proven – you know, I've seen the Kansas City Chiefs turned over GMs, of, you know, a couple of GMs here in the last few years. Like, okay, I wouldn't mind coming into Kansas City when I've got Andy Reid. But, like, if I'm coming into New York, which is a hot media market. And they the don't have fans. They don't have time for, for games. And I got to come in with Daniel Jones and Joe Judge. Like, what? What? you're not setting me up for success here. So, regardless of what I think about who needs to stay and who needs to go, Unfortunately, these guys are all a package deal. So yeah. if you're saying Gettleman needs to go, then you're saying Joe Judge. And unfortunately, Daniel Jones needs to go. I mean, you have to almost blow it up because I think blowing it up gives any GM at least three to four more years. And speaking of blowing it up, will the city of New York be burned down? <laughs> I, it wouldn't shock me if none of them are gone. It really would. Because you got, that's, that's a good point you made. Because if you fire the GM, why wouldn't you fire the coach or, or the and get rid of the quarterback. So well, maybe, the all, is, maybe all three are going to stay, like you said. It's tale as old as time. I mean, they they don't you when you come in as a GM, a new GM, especially if it's your first gig, like you want to make the decisions that are going to set you up for being judged. No pun intended. Whether <laughs> it's positively or negatively, like he, you're going to come in as a new GM and say, "Well, the first two years, you're going to be like, well, look, I have Joe Judge and Daniel Jones and." Then I had to spend the second year rebuilding from them. Like, no, you, you want to get in there and rebuild the first year. You don't want to spend two poor years having to, one, clean house, and then two, rebuild the house. So, uh, I mean, to me, it seems like an easy situation here for the Giants uh, front office. Now, whether the, the fans agree with it or not, I obviously know that they don't. It's one more year for all of them. Yeah. Now, does it mean it's the right move? No. And, and if it blows up in their face... Our our fans gonna be screaming, I told you so. I mean, look at look at our buddy Glenn Kaplan. Like that guy has the <laughs> most, most bipolar allegiance in the NFL I've ever seen in my life. And um, it, you know, it's just that's the way Giants fans are. So if you're going to listen to the fans, you're I mean, unfortunately, it's probably the right move right now, but like you said, you know, you're gonna be on the hook for some serious cash. I mean, I don't know what Joe Judge has left in his contract. Daniel Jones it's just not going to work. I mean, I understand you, you, you're you high on Daniel Jones, but maybe it's a change of scenery for him. We thought it was the same with Sam Darnold. It didn't work for Sam Darnold. Maybe it just doesn't work. So 
maybe Daniel Jones needs to go somewhere else. Maybe a place like Houston, Seattle or Houston, or, you know, even a backup, even a backup role for a year. You know, you just never quite know. I don't think Daniel Jones is a starting quarterback in New York. He's not. In New York, sure. But I mean, I mean, come on now. But sometimes just because you're a starting quarterback, Colin Kaepernick, doesn't mean you have an opportunity to be a starting quarterback. Like, I just got trolled by Beck, by the way. That's why I was laughing during your during your sentiment there. Well, I'm just saying, just because you know, just because he's probably can be a starter, doesn't mean he has that he like people have to sign him as a starter. <laughs> Hell, go down to Carolina. Let's give another New York quarterback a chance in Carolina. <laughs> That's right. Matt Rule seems to love them guys. Yeah, apparently. You also love tickets, Cam Newton. Um, let's get to another um a, a new game show. It's called Coaches versus Reality. Matt Nagy says he expects to coach the final two games. Vic Fangio says he deserves another year in Denver, while Pete Carroll, 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 Pete Carroll, Pete Corral says the Seahawks need to retool, not rebuild. Aaron, are all these guys idiots, or do at least some of them have? I don't know. I think Pete Carroll's an idiot right here. What do you? That, what is your oh, take on these guys? Oh, that was the end. Okay. Uh, so I actually ag- agree with all of them. Oh. I don't think Pete Carroll's in it. So I'll, I'll take this one by one here and I'll try to be quick. Uh, Nagy, Matt Nagy expect, uh, expected to coach the final two games. Sure. Why not? I mean, if your plans are to fire him, what's the sense of doing it now at this point? You're not hiring a coach until after playoffs or during the playoffs or you know, right around Super Bowl time. Anyways, let him coach the final two games. Who cares? Um, if your plan is to bring him back, well then obviously he's coaching the final two games. Uh, Vic Fangio, I 100% agree. Needs another year in Denver. God, he needs he needs a quarterback so bad. Like it ain't Drew Locke, and I think they realize you know that that's going to be gone after the year. Teddy Bridgewater, you know whatever you think about Teddy Bridgewater, I love the guy, but he <laughs> he just has the worst luck I have ever seen in my life. And uh, Tyrod Taylor. Okay, fair. That's fair too. Yeah, those two guys are in a in a <laughs> in a shell together. Um, but yeah, it's, I, I agree with Vic Fangio. I think at least another year problem is if you're drafting a quarterback, like, I don't know, Kenny Pickett or even like Matt Corral, like then you're talking about a couple years, which is what we thought was going to happen with Matt Nagy. This is why I think there's still a small sliver of reality that he might stay because of the Justin Fields drafting, uh, with Pete Carroll. I, this, this goes one of two ways. If Russell Wilson is to be traded this off season, you fire Pete Carroll and you rebuild. Fired, or you let him resign because I think a guy like that deserves to earn the, the 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 resignation status versus the fired status. If you're retooling, which you have a, the ability to do, you know you have your receivers in place. You can hopefully get Chris Carson back. Russell Wilson stays. Your offense looks all right. Couple of offensive, a uh, couple of offensive linemen, couple of defensive pieces. You can retool this team. I 100% agree with Pete Carroll. I don't think Pete Carroll should be fired unless their plan is to move on from Russell Wilson and just rebuild the Seattle Seahawks. Which I think they should. That's fair, but I don't think you're rebuilding with Russell Wilson at 32 years old. Oh, I so agree. For shipping out Russell Wilson, yes, it's a rebuild. Fair enough. Maybe you get Daniel Jones back in that trade if he goes to New York. Woohoo! Seattle Daniel Jones season. <laughs> Better start snowing more. Okay. So wide receiver behavior. We're going to play a little therapy here. Aaron, the Steelers seem to have some issues with allowing wide receivers to be idiots. And Robbie Anderson celebrated not once but twice while down 32-6 to 6 
clapping back at people on Twitter saying, I made a good play. Dude, you suck. You guys suck. How, Aaron, are you a fan of celebrating this stuff? Um, <laughs> so which one are we going with first? Because I, first. all right, so the situation here, the bigger story is really the Shannon Sharp's just running his mouth again. Oh, and come saying on. Mike Tomlin condones diva behavior in, 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 in Pittsburgh, which it's kind of a double-edged sword. Maybe, maybe that could be true. Like the Chase Claypool, like ultimately you can coach somebody up. It's like raising a kid. You can raise a kid as much as you want to the to the standard you believe and you set. But if, unfortunately, sometimes people mess up. So yeah, the Chase Claypool situation from the other couple weeks ago was stupid. Um, the Juju Smith Schuster thing. I, so he TikTok danced. I don't think that was a big issue. I mean, it was silly and it was childish, but I don't I don't have a problem with that one. The Antonio Brown one is really where we started to kind of An outlier develop this this I guess this belief that. Mike Tomlin just lets his wide receivers do it. But, I mean, let's be honest. We have a situation where all these people say, well, let, you know, let OBJ be OBJ. You know, let these people be who they are. And then they, they, they bash people like Bill Belichick. Well, there's no, I've never any fun in New England. You know, these guys are robots. And then we have situations like this. Like, yes, Chase Claypool made a stupid decision. Um, and Ray River Cloud made, made, made a stupid decision. But this isn't, these are, these are isolated incidents. This isn't a trend. So Shannon Sharp's talking out of his ass on this one. This was Woo! this was in me. Uh, t- to me, this one was bad. Like it's to, to, hot over there. To talk about a coach who's done more with less over the last decade and, and made playoffs and gotten Super Bowl appearances and, and just Has done a chance to win the AFC North. Yeah, I mean, for what he's done with what he's been given, I, I mean, I think Mike Tomlin. Like, I, there's no way he condones this. Maybe he talks to him off to the side. I mean, do you want him to start ripping people again like he ripped Claypool or yes, ripped sir. the music situation? No. Like, I'm he'll handle it. Boy. He'll handle it how he handles it. And as far as Robbie Anderson goes, if you want to celebrate a touchdown down 32 to 6, be my guest. But an off the cuff first down where you gained like 14 yards and you're on the Bucks sideline, it, it wouldn't have shocked me if the Bucks would have just not let him off the sideline and beat the hell out of him. You don't want to say knock him out, right? Yeah, yeah, take him behind the woodshed, old school. But you don't come over here. You're down. <laughs> you're down. You're down almost four touchdowns, and you want to celebrate a 14 yard gain? No, get out of here, loser. Woohoo, loser! All right, we come back to the AM drive. Jeff Beck is eagerly waiting in the, in our little guest room behind the stage, back whatever you want to call it. We'll talk to him about some AFC North, including his Browns. We'll also talk about the state of Twilight sports and Ohio State. Or what's left of them. We write about the name Travel Twilight Sports. You're not going anywhere, neither are we. You like sports? Do you like free money? You're gonna be watching the game anyway. So join us at pick'emwars.com to play. Weekly NFL and NCAA contests are live right now. Play free at pick'emwars.com. This is Popple, the next generation business card. With just a tap, your Popple instantly shares your digital business card to both iPhone and Android devices. The best part? The other person doesn't need an app or a Popple to receive your info. To pop your info, tap your Popple to the top of an iPhone, the center of an Android, or just scan your in-app QR code. And just like that, all your info is saved to their phone. More connections, more leads, more sales. That's Popple. Download our free app and get your Popple today. The AM Drive with Mike and Aaron might be the best morning show ever. If you love the show, 
Shop the merchandise. For $26 hoodies, $16 shirts, even $13 mugs. High quality swag for cheap because Mike and Aaron love the fans. The best morning show, the lowest price merch at amdrive.online. Aren't you the vice golf guy? Yeah. You want an autograph? Uh, yeah. Actually, I was just wondering if the balls are any good. The balls are amazing. You look like a pro plus guy. I thought you'd never ask. It's actually better than my old ball. And it's half the price. Top performing golf ball, half the price. It's almost stealing. Quit searching the globe and get your high performing golf balls at vicegolf.com. Sports fans are gearing up at Fanatics.com, the world's largest collection of officially licensed fan gear. From all the leagues, teams, and players you love. Shop now and get today's special offer. Fanatics.com, officially licensed everything. And welcome back to the AM Drive on 12 Ounce Sports. All right, we're presented by pickamores.com slash fly. Make picks is the spread every week to win real cash prizes. It's 1,000% free to play, which makes it that much better. Compete against friends and all of us here at the AM Drive, plus back the ultimate bragging rights. Becky, finish eighth. You have no bragging rights. I won the first week. <laughs> Pretty good. Fair eighth enough. is good. As far as I know, I won. <laughs> Fair point. There you go. <laughs> Jeff, you are the founder of Twan Sports. You know, Ohio State fan. You're a Browns fan. You're just an overall mm-hmm. decent guy. Overall. Yeah, overall. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Beck's been trolling me the entire time. Okay. I had to wear my Cleveland gear. That's nice. I, you have yeah, that's that's a fine line to walk right now. What day is it? I'm I'm on vacation. I have no idea where I'm at. <laughs> I, I see because your Wi-Fi sucks too. Okay, so Beck. Yeah, it always does. Right. Your Cleveland Brownies. How is the season? How do you like the season so far? Do you dislike the season so far? How's it going? How do you think I like the season? We have a losing record. <laughs> oh, it's it's gone swimmingly. We here's here's the um, the typical genesis of each season for a Cleveland fan. Preseason, we're all yelling Super Bowl, Super Bowl. Midseason, just hang on for a playoff berth. Yes, Late sir. season. Late season, we all turn in the mathematicians. All right, how can we make the playoffs? Postseason, we start looking at the draft. So the fact that we're still in a playoff hunt is not surprising. I don't know that we can win two games in a row. We can't win one game in a row right now, and our quarterback keeps giving the ball away. How That's how I feel. Four, but it should have been two. <laughs> I know you don't like. I don't like. I know you don't like bashing refs, but come on. That's I agree. Blatant. No, I agree with that. But you can blame the refs, you can blame Baker, but they came out with a game plan to throw it from the shotgun, no back in the backfield. I think the first series we were three and out, we threw it three times. Did you see the Packers rush defense? It's Swiss cheese. And how was our game plan not to pound the football? We have the one of the best running backs, if not the best running back in the league. And our game plan was to throw the ball with a mediocre quarterback. I don't understand that. At halftime, Nick Chubb had five carries. That's it. Five carries. He was averaging 7.6 yards a carry and only touched the ball five times. 
That's ridiculous. That's junior high coaching stuff there. That's how <laughs> I feel. That's how I feel how the season's going. Um, what is your expectations for the final two weeks? So we got to beat the Steelers and the Bengals. The good news is, is we handled the Bengals pretty well the first time we yeah. played them. The bad news is, is I'm not sure that's a team you can handle twice in a row in one season. And the Steelers are kind of our kryptonite. So I don't know how that's going to go. Big Ben looks terrible, though. If we can't beat the Steelers, we don't deserve to be in the playoffs. The Steelers look horrific. Uh, I'm hoping I'm hoping it comes down the week 17. It's weird to say. Or maybe it's week 18 with the bye. Um, that would be 18. nice to have. That would be nice to have what would feel like a playoff game with the Bengals. But again, um, I'd see that being a close game. We're not going to handle them like we did the first time. And we'll see. I, I just, the Steelers have been a team that, uh, well, we got them last year when, when things were on the line. So maybe we can do it again. But I, I don't know. I don't have much faith in the offense because we've become uh, almost one dimensional. I, I don't think Baker can hit wide open people. It seems like he only makes the tough throws. He's got people wide open. One of the interceptions. Um, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about two of the interceptions since I blame the <laughs> since I blame the refs the, the very first sentence. The one interception you can see Jarvis Landry gave him the signal. I'm going long. He still throws it short. That's Baker's <laughs> fault. The 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 receiver gave him a clear signal. He he put his hand up. This guy is. I'm outrunning him. I'm gonna be open deep. Baker still throws it short. And then another one. My buddy pointed out. After the throw, he tried to force it into double coverage to, I think, Daniel Njoku, and they showed the replay, and Jarvis Landry was literally standing in the middle of the field with nobody within 10 yards of him. <laughs> so for us to ask that guy to beat the Steelers and Bengals to sneak us into the playoffs, maybe. We got to hope on the Chiefs and the Rams to do us a solid. I have zero <laughs> faith. I'm wearing their sweatshirt. I'm wearing their sweatshirt, but I have zero faith. Oh, Beck. Why would I have faith? Good point. Aaron, what's talking about Ohio State for us? I was just going to say, Beck's probably turned to Cleveland basketball at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Number four team in the NBA, according to me. I haven't watched the NBA. I haven't watched the NBA in three years. I might have to start watching this year. I just uh, the NBA. The NBA frustrates me because uh, mid-major and small markets uh, kind of get pissed on, and uh, well, Cleveland's Cleveland's kind of defying that algorithm. I kind of love it. There you go. You might have to pick I don't up, think uh, I don't think they I don't, I don't think they I don't think they have their home network on Dish though. I don't, the the Cavs have a a weird network that all their games are on and I don't think Dish carries it. Dish sucks by the way. I'm waiting for good internet. I live off the grid I see by that. the way. <laughs> I live off the grid. So nobody'll wire internet to me. Yeah, to be fair, they uh the Tampa's having problems getting their local teams too, so you, they feel your pain. Um, let's talk about Ohio State. Are you going to watch this Rose Bowl, or is it just kind of a not playoffs, not for me thing? Well, for a guy that doesn't leave the house much, um, <laughs> I'm not a, I'm not a hermit. I'm just not a bar hopper. I'll, I'll probably having having some drinks on New Year's Day. See, yeah, I'll watch it. It's not going to mean anything to me. What's going to happen is Utah will probably pound us, and then everybody will think Ohio State sucks all of a sudden. But the truth is, is these bowls are meaningless. Everybody knows they're meaningless. Um, I used to be against this, but I thought about it this morning. Why would Chris Olave play? What if he gets his leg snapped? Then what? Yeah. His NFL career could be over. Uh, the, the fact that the NCAA keeps doing this, when will they learn? The only thing that's going to make them learn 
is if like an entire team says we're not going to play. Like screw I it. mean, most teams aren't entirely comprised of seniors, but if you have a, a maybe Ohio State shakes them up because Ohio State kind of gets the benefit of the doubt sometimes because they travel well with the fans. I would think if all the stars sat out and the fans didn't show up, that might change things. Well, not only to piggyback on that, I, it has to be a bowl of relevance too. Like maybe the Rose Bowl, because we've already seen what four bowls canceled. I didn't even know that that had, we had that many yet. So to sit out the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl, no, no one gives a damn. <laughs> but the Rose Bowl, yeah, that might be a different situation. But you're right. I mean, I, I look at it two ways. It is for these guys who have you know anticipation for the draft and expectations to go make you know more money. By all means, you absolutely should. You should. But this stuff kind of matters to the guys who aren't going to be, you know, who are going to be doing something else after football is over in college. So I think right. it matters to them. No, I mean, winning a Rose Bowl, like, you know, you played ball. You know, what do, what do some of these things matter to you as far as your success in college football? It's hard to really say that it doesn't matter to some people. I'm the wrong guy to ask, though. I played ball at the D3 level, and we went either to the playoffs or back to class. We didn't have a bowl game, so... <laughs> No, but you had a championship game, right? No, a conference championship. Well, you had the playoffs had to end in a championship. I would imagine, yes. Yeah, but nobody would sit that out. That's fair. Yeah, that's that's okay. Fair enough. Yeah, but I'm saying, the- I, I'm saying we didn't have a we didn't have a side bowl where teams that got eliminated from the playoffs had to go play each other. Nobody was going to do that. We either were in the playoffs or we got eliminated. Um, so that's I don't fair, really yeah. I don't really know how that feels. Um, Again, I'm the wrong person to ask because. All right, fair enough. I, I was in the question. <laughs> I also quit college football, so. Oh, we could have gone back. To me, so I'd probably be a guy. I'd probably be a guy that sat out the game. No, I quit college football because I was playing behind a future NFL or quarterback. I was never going to crack the starting lineup. It was it was pointless. Right, well, let's talk about the games that that may mean something here, and that's the college football playoff. Now. That means things to a lot of people here. We have uh, what do we have Alabama and Cincinnati. We have UGA. And don't make Michigan. your pick yet, Aaron. Don't worry. Are these guys started. in? Are these uh, guys in? No, no, they were they were the they were the fifteenth team out. They were what? close. <laughs> they were close. They were in the discussion. <laughs> um, so let's talk about this. Alabama and Cincinnati. Everybody expects the train to just roll right over the Bearcats. Mm. You're an Ohio guy. Are you are you just are you in that camp or does do the Bearcats uh, they got a fighting chance here? So I've watched uh, seven or eight of Cincinnati's games this year. Um, I think I was looking at it with rose-colored glasses early in the season. I think uh, I fell prey to what a lot of the national media does in overinflating Notre Dame's worth. So when they beat Notre Dame, I said, this team's legit. Uh, but then when they barely beat the Tulsas and Tulanes, you start to come back down to reality a little bit. I think what's going to happen, This uh, I would point out to a lot of people, this is the same Cincinnati team that only lost to Georgia by three last year. Mm. So they're not that big of a slouch. The The issue for them is going to be putting points on the board. I think their defense early in this game um, might it's shock a few people. Uh, if Florida could hold Alabama to 20, this Cincinnati team can certainly keep Alabama at bay for a while. But what's going to happen is, is their offense is going to be so stale. The defense is going to get wore down. And honestly, I hate to say it, but I, I see a 42-14 to 14 final. And not because there's that big of a gap between the two teams. I think there's that big of a gap between the two offenses. And I just don't see hmm. Cincinnati being able to run. Cincinnati doesn't have um, the interior 
that Alabama has. Cincinnati doesn't face teams with the interior that Alabama has. I have no doubt that if Alabama and Notre Dame played today, if Notre Dame stole that spot, that would be a blowout too. So Cincinnati's win over them isn't as impressive to me. Alabama's got a six, seven, eight deep defensive line that are all more talented, even the eighth guy, than Cincinnati's faced yet this year. So it could get ugly. I Halftime might be something close, might be something right. like 21-7, and people think they have a chance. But I think they're going to get wore down. Mm. What do you guys think? So I, I'm blessed. We're not going to make our picks yet, but I so I flip flopped this one. I've actually there was a couple of days where I was feeling Cincinnati. I don't know why. I just felt like if there was a year for Alabama to screw it up, this would be the year. But then again, Alabama's hitting all the cylinders at the right time. I'm flip flopping. I'm mainly thinking the, the spread is like 13 and a half. That's my check in favor of Alabama. Mm-hmm. That's what mm-hmm. I'm really going to play because for our bull betting bonanza, which has been red hot. But, man, it's tough. I, I still haven't made my official pick yet. I'm scared of that. I think the real question right now is, is what Alabama team's going to show up. We've seen them yeah. boat race Georgia in the SEC championship. But we've also seen them struggle against what are now sub-500 teams in Auburn and Florida. You know, Auburn, like you said, Auburn had them dead to rights. They had yep. a shot to really – 58 minutes. You know, kind of control the narrative of this college football playoff. They didn't quite get it done. But, you know, Cincinnati's done the same thing as well. They've come out against SMU and against Houston and beat them down. And then they've done the same thing that, that Alabama's done and, and struggle with Tulsa and, and, and games like that, you know. So as far as against the spread, I, I don't know. But as far as money line, I, I do believe Alabama's probably going to get it done. Uh, talent and depth will overwhelm Cincinnati. But it's, you know, hey, I'm not going to be not rooting for Cincinnati in this game. Oh, yeah. The, the, the crazy thing about – what happened this year is if the Auburn running back with a minute and a half to go simply stays in bounds and in Alabama still rolls Georgia, you have a number one, Michigan, mm-hmm. number two, Cincinnati, probably number three, Georgia in a number four, either Notre Dame or Ohio state. And they might punish Notre Dame for having a new coach. It might be a completely different playoff right now, but that Auburn running back not thinking runs out of bounds. Stops the clock. See, see, I don't, I, I, I understand where you're coming from. I just don't agree. I think if a two-loss SEC championship, Alabama, they're still in. Uh, if they win that big, yeah, you might be right. They might be number four, but then oh, yeah. that, that that gives you a Michigan Alabama matchup. Right. It Cincinnati, does change the Georgia. scheduling. Well, yeah, if they absolutely. lost to Auburn and they don't have that confidence, are they going to roll Georgia like they did? I think they do. I, I I think they roll Georgia no matter what. I think that guy game plans so well. I don't know why they struggled against Auburn and Florida. It's 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 a mystery to long, me. Long season. Know. It's always a long season. You have you have those bumps in the road. Let's let's switch over to that uh, UGA Michigan game down in Miami. Um, what are your th- early thoughts on that one? I mean, a lot of people aren't What's giving the line in that one. Yet. Uh, last I checked, it was seven, I believe. I'll check it again while you're talking. Okay, it's it's um it's seven and a half. Seven Georgia and a half. minus seven, seven and a half. Yeah. Oh, I think so. I it's gonna pain me to say this. I'm almost. I'm gonna look more into this before I make the bet on uh, my bookie or bet US. But I might take the points here. The only issue I see for Michigan, I think their defense is probably slightly better than Alabama's defense. So Georgia's going to have to play some defense slightly better. I think um, 
Georgia is going to have to keep Michigan at 24 or less. The, hmm. the benefit to Georgia is Michigan runs better than they throw. So there's a good chance this is going to be a low-scoring game. So I might take the points on that one. I don't know. That's This is going to be a tough one to pick. I think Michigan needs to establish the run, and I think that's Georgia's strong suit on defense. Um, if they force Michigan to be one-dimensional and throw, it might be curtains for the Wolverines. Um, but I am initially tempted to take Michigan in the points here. Oh. So, back – I actually think Michigan deserves a lot of credit as well. I'm glad you did give them credit there. I'm, I don't know if I'm going to go that route, but it's close. Um, what is the current state of Toronto sports and what can we look forward to in the future? Oh, we're already at that point, huh? Yeah. So you guys know, but the listeners, the viewers may not know this, but two years ago, we were progressing, uh, I think more than any of us really had thought was going to happen. And then the old pandemic hit. So we've, we've not lost, but they're on, uh, temporary permanent layoff uh we had at at the time to think about this two years ago what started as a small radio station two years ago was broadcasting live pro indoor soccer in akron um amateur baseball from a historic baseball stadium senior triple a hockey senior triple a lacrosse um we did we had just fit right before the pandemic we had just broadcast the um, Central Region ACHA College Hockey Tournament, in which we covered a game with Wisconsin involved. I mean, <laughs> we came out of nowhere, and then the pandemic hit. With that in mind, the big thing, though, this is the big thing. While we haven't progressed since the pandemic because there's not much to broadcast, we haven't regressed either. We've added a World Championship E-Racing League. Um, I think they broadcast out of... Uh, Spokane, Washington, or somewhere from there, but they have drivers from, uh, I, I don't want to speak out of term, but I think France, Spain, England, Italy, they have Mexico, America. Um, we're working on some other deals, and uh, we got a guy in as the Saskatchewan Rush play-by-play guy on ESPN that he still does a show with us. You guys have stepped up to the plate. You have a daily show. We now have paid writers. We have people that are... Um, paying or getting paid to write about the junior worlds we're getting somewhere we just need live sports which we're working on once everybody calms down a little bit but as you guys know the world's still freaking out a little bit so um, a lot of these leagues have not picked back up i'm not sure what the pro futsal team in akron is going to do but i know akron just added akron fc which is a semi-pro it's like third or fourth tier pro soccer in america like three tiers under mls uh, but I need to talk to that team. So we're working on some things. Hopefully the baseball league, we lost baseball simply because uh, the city took over the stadium and canceled the internet. So we couldn't go wow. live. We couldn't go live from there. They're doing $3 million in renovations, the Thurman Munson stadium. So we're hoping those are supposed to be done by this coming season. Hopefully we can get back into the baseball stadium, but we also have our semi-pro football team, the Ohio gladiators. Their owner just texted me a couple weeks ago. They're looking forward to doing that. Uh, Michael Carvelis uh, on your top left here on the screen uh, does Effingham football games. They're not always Effingham live, what? but I... Outlaws. There you go. Um, 
you not always live because you, as you've learned and I learned early on, uh, broadcasting sports, if there's no internet, there's no live broadcast in the, it's funny how many people don't know that. Uh, so we had a lot going on. This is uh, pretty crazy to think that uh, here we are with daily shows and, and um, we had a movie on last night. Hot Rod <laughs> Girl. We're coming along. Uh, we, we, we do this on no budget and no sponsors, really. Promo code sponsors. Uh, so I, I say we're doing pretty good. We've been at a stalemate, though, for two years, and that's not our fault. That's there's no I mean, you know, you could probably say we've progressed a little. We didn't have daily shows when the pandemic hit. Uh, we just right. had people with shows here and there. Hopefully you guys are still bringing the fire and not getting burned out. But uh, <laughs> we're getting somewhere at least. Right. Right. Well, Beck, I got to leave it there because we got to continue our bull betting bonanza. But thank you so much for coming on this show. Go Boilermakers! Where that I'm a recent, I'm a recent grad. Let's go. We got to win the the Music City Bowl. Woo! <laughs> Woohoo! Peace. All right, thanks so much, Beck. Take care. See you. All right, Aaron. No commercial because Beck likes it. I'm kidding. Shut up. <laughs> no, that was good. I kind of, I, you know, I, you know, you sometimes you think about, you know, a lot of things going on here, and I don't even. You know, so much sports going on here. How can you, you know, especially if you're invested in those in those leagues and those teams. I mean, it's great to have a central network. You know, not a lot of people get that kind of stuff. So, you know, hopefully they appreciate it. And we appreciate, you know, obviously being, you know, supportive of those leagues, those teams, those sports. And let's get some baseball back. I used to actually, I used to watch those games. They were pretty entertaining. Yeah. All right. Let's get our bull betting bonanza. Aaron, I'm excited. I really am. Um, Birmingham Bull was announced a sellout, by the way, or their stadium. Wow. Congrats there. Houston, Auburn. Auburn minus two. Aaron, who you got? Yeah, I'm taking Auburn in this spot here. Or, I'm sorry, I'm taking Houston in this spot. I think they're the better <laughs> team. I, my bad. <laughs> I read my yeah, going there for a minute. I read my script wrong here. I'm taking Houston in this spot. Uh, you know, Auburn's just they're just kind of hanging on, waiting for the recruiting and everything to get ready reset here. Uh, you know, it's just to me, it doesn't feel like I know that a lot of the the fan base that's going to be there is Auburn. But uh, give me Holgerson and the Cougars here in this spot. Plus two, getting a couple. I think they'll probably win this game outright. I have them as well winning the game outright. Oh, very good. And I'm, I'm not happy that you did that again. I, I was an, It was a pure accident. Like I meant, I meant to say Houston, and I just read my script here. And I put Auburn minus two, and then I said my pick, Houston plus two, and I, I read the first part. <laughs> Clay and Tune should have a good game, despite the offensive coordinator being fired after the – Final season game, but um, I think I know Bo Nix transferred. And like you said, um, how about Auburn is without seven players, including their top cornerback? Right, and and I was surprised to hear that uh, the offensive coordinator for uh, Houston did get uh, canned. Yeah, 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 did get canned. I was surprised to see that. I mean, thirty-two hundred yards, twenty-eight touchdowns, and you know, pretty good. I mean, they were eleven and two, so it wasn't like. You know, they were a slouch. I've, I've, that's that's not something you see all the time. I'll say that. Right. First responder bowl, shout out firefighters, Louisville and Air Force. Um, We have changed this to a pick em because the line went from Louisville minus one to Air Force minus one. Wherever you get it, fantastic. It's pick em on Caesars. This is a Gerald Ford Stadium in Dallas, Texas. Mm-hmm. Aaron, I'm going to go first here. Okay. I've got Air Force pick. I actually had Air Force plus one, 
Sorry, Malik Cunningham. Um, Louisville can't even stop the run or the pass. Well, it's looking like this bull betting bonanza is getting a little stalemate right here. Because Are you kidding I, me? Don't I do am, I am also on Air Force Pick'em as well. Uh, having to go all the way down to Dallas. You know Air Force, they they get big on these bowl games. And you're right, the the uh, the uh, the Louisville Cardinals allow almost 160 yards rushing a game, which is one of the worst in the nation. Oh, and, and my boy Brad Roberts, 1,279 yards, 13 touchdowns. I have him on my college dynasty fantasy league. He actually won me a lot of games, did Brad Roberts, <laughs> the Air Force running back. So, yeah, I'm going Air Force as well. Uh, shout out Malik Cunningham. Hopefully you do have a good game, but uh, Air Force gets the victory here. Problem is he's going to have to pass as well, and it's just not going to work. Could be. AutoZone Liberty Bowl. It's called the Liberty Bowl. Texas Tech and Mississippi State. Will Rogers and the Mississippi State Bulldogs getting 10 here. Aaron, tell me um, who you got here. So I looked at this game just straight up on face value, and I really liked Texas Tech. Just because I thought maybe they would, you know, be able to keep it within ten, and you know they they they've, they've struggled at the end of the season here, and things haven't gone well. They lost the last four out of their last five, yeah. and I thought, oh, maybe they'll have a nice little cover here to to get back in it. But then I remembered back in the day, Mike Leach was terminated from Texas Tech. We know, <laughs> and he is pissed. He's still pissed about it, and I think he's going to try to take Will Rogers. And make him throw for forty-seven touchdowns. This he's he's going to run up the score. He's never going to let the foot off the gas. Give me Mississippi State minus ten. I hate you. Same. Um, <laughs> I got Will Rogers, Mississippi State minus ten. Um, Texas Tech allows two hundred sixty-six yards passing, so Will Rogers should have a field day. And they and if they if they're not running the ball well, if they're not passing the ball well, I know Mississippi State only rushes for sixty-four yards, but God forbid Texas Tech allows one hundred forty-four. So it's like. You, 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 Texas Tech's not going to be close in this game. I, I agree with you. Um, Holiday Bowl, NC State and UCLA. This is tough. Um, but is it really? This one should be a shootout. I've read that like this is like one of those bowls where like the game is like always close since they always come down to the wire, like a 45-42 kind of game. <coughs> oh, Lord have mercy. I'm going NC State minus two. All right. Well, it looks like we finally have one that matters oh. here. <laughs> I uh, wow. I got I got UCLA in this one plus two. Proximity obviously is a big key here. Uh, I believe the game is played in Petco in San Diego, so right. right down the street from UCLA. I couldn't believe when I read this that North Carolina State has only had one double-digit like winning season in their program's history. That's that's crazy for me to think. And unfortunately, I think that's going to stay number one. I think UCLA gets the win here. Um, I just everything going on to have to travel across the country. This is going to be a little crazy to me. I think uh, I think I'm falling into a trap, but I'm going to take UCLA plus two. Well, this one I definitely fall into a trap because I'm going with it's the guaranteed rate bowl between West Virginia and Minnesota. Aaron, I'm going with Tusky. Okay. I know Minnesota played um. Some good teams late, um, play, played them pretty well. But I'll tell you what, Aaron, as as you can wrap it up here, um, West Virginia also played some good teams, pretty good as well. So I'll go plus five. Plus five. Well, it looks like we're gonna have two games I know. of 
of great significance here. Minnesota, I'm taking Minnesota minus five. What they've done without um, Ibrahim, who got for, who got hurt against uh, who got hurt against Ohio State, was incredible. But yeah, to wrap it up here, I'm going to say I'm going to take Minnesota. PJ Flex not going to let these guys lose this game. So let's cover by a touchdown here and, and get a nice little victory and be up three games on Mike. I think I'll actually lose that one, but I had to do it. You never know. West Virginia is a tough game as well, so you never. We'll see what happens here. But that's going to wrap it up here for the bowl betting bonanza and the AM drive here on this Tuesday show. We appreciate you guys. Special thanks to Twelve Ounce Sports, Do It All, Know It All, CEO, Janitor, all all things, all things. Jeff Beck, we appreciate you taking the time to talk some football with us as well. Tomorrow we're going to talk college football playoff a little bit more in depth and. On Thursday, the World Hockey Report host, 12-ounce co-owner, and new voice of the Saskatchewan Rush of the National Lacrosse League, who airs on ESPN+. Plus. Cody Jansen will join us on Thursday. So stay tuned to both of those shows, as well as our Friday football frenzy coming up as well. It is the AM Drive for Michael Carvelis. I am Aaron Crouch. Happy Tuesday to everybody. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Drive safe.